It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko, along with your host, James Rapine. Today, we have an episode of the Lockdown Bengals weekend mailbag. As always, we have a ton of questions to get to today, but before we get to them, and unfortunately at the expense of getting to some of them, uh, first, I want to start out with a couple of my own questions, James, for us to talk about at the top of the show. And I want to just tell everybody, in case you didn't listen to the end of the last episode, we're coming up on next week doing a contest. We're going to have a random drawing for someone. If you're available next Thursday at 6 p.m. and you would like to join James and myself and do a segment with us for next week's mailbag and do a live mailbag with us, you're going to have an opportunity to do that. Keep your eye on social media for details. It's going to involve you know, normal social media contest things and iTunes reviews. So iTunes reviews are going to be the big one. You're going to get an extra chance to be the person that wins the opportunity to come on if you do the iTunes review, but stay tuned. We'll get more of those details out your way on social media, on Twitter in the near future. James, I want to start today's show with David DeCastro. He was released by the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday and immediately the reaction, not only from Bengals fans, but across the NFL was what? And then sign him. Uh, If you're a Bengals fan, where are you on the fervor to sign David DeCastro, James? Well, sure. Sign him. Absolutely. 100%. Get him to sign on the dotted line. But and there are a couple big butts with multiple T's at the end of that that uh, statement I just made, Jake. The first one depends on David himself. Does he want to play? And if he wants to play, because there's been some talk about retirement, some murmurs, some uh, I don't even want to say reports of retirement, but reports that he's mulling it and, and at least considering it and thinking about it. And I don't blame him. And so let's just say he does want to play. Great. That's awesome. Would be perfect at right guard for the Bengals, right? Oh, except there's an ankle injury and an ankle issue that that has held things up a bit that he played through last year, made 13 starts, but uh, he's reevaluating that ankle and that could be part of his decision, whether he wants to play or retire, but another, but there's a lot of buts to start off the show, Jake, if he wants to play and that ankle is not only okayed by his people and his doctors, but the Bengals training staff. Absolutely, even with Jackson Carmen, the 46th pick in the draft set the, to start at right guard, I am all about kicking the tires on a guy like David DeCastro, who's a two-time All-Pro, a six-time Pro Bowler, a former first-round pick. And uh, yeah, he might not be what he once was, but I, I still think that if he wants to play and is cleared, that it's worth kicking the tires and probably bringing him in. I think if he's cleared to play, 
and he wants to play every, not every, most NFL teams should be interested. This isn't a uniquely Bengals thing. If he's ready to go and he's healthy, absolutely. Are those things likely? Absolutely not. The conversation from the national reporters today, first Mike Garofalo, David DeCastro has been having his ankle evaluated recently, and this is what you're talking about, James. He's had an issue with it for quite some time, had surgery last season. He's evaluating his future. Ian Rappaport quote tweets Mike Garofalo and says, Garofalo, I think I always screw up his name, and says, with retirement a possibility, the release of David DeCastro makes more sense. The Steelers signed Trey Turner, most likely. I think this is imminent to replace David DeCastro. There was a Steelers blog post that I found actually from a couple days ago who saw the Trey Turner visit as the writing on the wall for DeCastro. And he wrote a couple of days ago that this, this Trey Turner visit could mean bad news for David DeCastro. To me, this feels like a situation where if he does get healthy, it's not going to be by training camp. It's going to be like maybe by the time the regular season rolls around, maybe he's a mid-season signing if he gets healthy. But I could be totally off too. But to me, there's a lot of smoke around it, right? The Steelers would not be releasing David DeCastro in a year where it might be Ben Roethlisberger's last year, maybe the last year they're trying to, to push before they have a little rebuild for Trey Turner if they felt like he could play and be a solid contributor especially with the state of their offensive line. So I am highly, highly skeptical of what kind of shape David DeCastro is in. But of course, James, of course, those caveats you give, if he's healthy, if he wants to play, of course. But there's just no indication that either of those things are are even likely to be true. No, because we, we just don't know, right? We, we don't know the medicals. We don't know exactly What's wrong with that ankle? And when you look at the Steelers' offensive line, let's call it what it is. They have the worst offensive line on paper in the AFC North. Trey Turner, no Trey Turner doesn't matter. That's the reality that they're staring at right now. And with DeCastro out, they're going to have one returning starter from last year's starting offensive line. So a lot of question marks. So to your point, if the ankle's just okay, and DeCastro wants to play. Yeah, you save $8.75 million by moving on from him, but it's probably worth hanging on to him. Then again, maybe they looked at that angle and said, yeah, he might have another year or two left, but he's not the future at this position. We can get a guy that's younger for much cheaper and save $8 million. So that, that's the other part of this, too, where maybe the ankle isn't as bad, and it's going to be up to David, and it's going to be up to – NFL teams that uh, evaluate him and the doctors that he's talking to right now. And that's something that we are just going to have to sit back and wait for. And you can't really even speculate about it because we have no idea. I just think there's a lot of smoke. I think that I can speculate a little bit. I I think that there's more reason to believe he's not healthy and ready to play than that he is. But you're right. We don't know that for sure. And I could come out of this and he could get signed tomorrow and I could have egg on my face. Like I'm surprised that Eric Fisher signed a contract coming off of his injury in Kansas City, but he did. So you never know what NFL teams will do. This could be just the Steelers being a bad front office. Uh, That's always a possibility that I'm happy to entertain when we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. But let's move on from the David DeCastro speculation. We spent a solid five minutes there and 
Talk about the other really exciting news item from Thursday, which is alternate helmets. James and, and the Bengals, as every other NFL team, will now be allowed one alternate helmet. They can wear them with alternate uniforms or throwbacks. There are no limitations here, although most of the initial images were of throwback helmets. I mean, it's got to be the white helmet, black stripes with a color rush or white uniform. I mean, it's got to be. that. That's what my first choice is. Do you have a different first choice? No, it's white on white on white, baby. That's what it is. In 2022, here we go, right? I mean, think about it. If the Bengals have a big year and go eight and nine or nine and eight, just in that range, then in 2022, expectations are going to be so damn high and they're going to be able to go out in a primetime matchup against whoever and have the whites and the all whites, something we haven't seen. I, I love it. That's that's what you have to do. I get paying homage to the past and poten- the potential for throwbacks and stuff like that. Whatever throwback you use, heck, you could do a 90s throwback where it's the the white on white and use those white helmets maybe once, right? So you could do that. But to me, uh, you got to find a way to get that white tiger in there. There's just too much, uh, wrong, too many people that would love that. And that was where my mind went as well. So Chris Creamer, Sports Logo Net has uh, some of the rules that, that the NFL has put in place around these. One of them is if you're wearing a throwback, you have to wear an era-appropriate throwback helmet. But the biggest issue with the white helmets and the black stripes that we all want to see with the white shirts, the white jerseys, is you can only wear these alternate helmets with alternate jerseys. And the Bengals' alternate jersey right now is the orange jersey. The white and the black are just a regular home and away, and the orange is an alternate. So the only jersey they can currently wear those alternate helmets with is the orange one. So we'll see what the Bengals do if they want to go for that all white and black look in the future. Here's what you do. You make the orange jersey the home jersey. You make the black jersey the road jersey, and then you can make the white the alternate. And I know that's not how they've done it and, and pay homage to the you know the past and all, everything like that, but that's how you clear it up pretty quickly and and having your orange as your home jersey i don't think there's anything wrong with that coming up next i'll stop asking questions and start reading yours and we'll dive into the weekend mailbag bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season in full swing so if you're a reds fan you can get in on that or maybe it's the nba playoffs i am loving the nba playoffs right now there's a lot of teams that I don't think we expected to be there. The Atlanta Hawks, maybe you like the Trey Young experience. You're in on that. Or maybe it's all about the Phoenix Suns. Either way, you can bet on all of your favorite sports and teams at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines. Get in on the action and head to betonline.ag right now. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. It's that simple. Betonline.ag, make that first deposit, and you're going to get free money, a 50% welcome bonus with promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. James, our first question in today's weekend mailbag. And we got a lot of questions this weekend that are about us and not as much about the Bengals, but that's fun. I mean, it's off-season time. And the first question comes from Grill at Grillmeister. And he would like to know, if there was a Coney eating challenge before the Jaguars game, who would win? Me, you, or heartburn, apparently, (laughs) is an option. Well, it isn't for me because I don't get heartburn. Never had it. Hopefully, I never get it. Um, so let, I know my answer. Let me, let me hear you first, Jake. You, would you beat me in a, a Coney eating contest? Well, I feel like when we've talked about this in the past, I feel like the number of Coney's that I've historically eaten in one sitting is, is greater than the number of Coney's that you have eaten in one sitting, but you have a couple of advantages. You're, you're bigger than me and you're younger than me. <laughs> and you don't have heartburn to, to worry about, and, and I do. So, you know, you got some advantages there, but I, I would still give it a, a a real college try, you know, as, as the not kids say, as the old people say when they talk about giving effort for things. I think it would be really close. I mean, what do you think you could do? I think I could do, like, what's the time frame? Just, like, how many you can eat in one sitting, maybe cap it at an hour? Yeah, probably an hour. That's fair. I feel but like Skyline's I Skyline's quick. Like I, I go to Skyline and I could eat it yeah. 10 minutes and then I'm yeah. out of there, you know? I feel like I could do like easy 10, like Jeremy Rao's video. You know, he, he was struggling through that. I feel like that I could do that like pretty easily, especially if I did any preparation whatsoever. I can eat. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, it was funny. You were like, you're younger than me and you're bigger. And most people heard that and said, oh, James is a fat ass. Anyways, um, no, I they, think... They they know your built bar habits, bro. Come on. Hey, it's that built bar. It's that built bar body. You'll hear that coming up in a few. I I think ten. I remember seeing Jeremy's video and I thought, damn it, I could do that. Yeah. And, and I would hot sauce it up. I would have water. The the thing is, is like, I'd have to be really hungry, but I might need some crackers on the side and like I'm. This might be a full. Like I'm not gonna house them in seven minutes. But if it's a thirty minute time, could I get to ten? I bet you I could. And I, I think Jeremy did have a time frame. I forget what he had. I think it was kind of quick. Um, but yeah, if, if it's 10, maybe we'll have to do this. The problem with this is your time frame when you're in Cincinnati, yeah. there's going to be so many things yeah. that I don't know if we're going to have time to, to face off in this. And the other disadvantage you have that I have, if we end up doing this, well, we need to know about it in advance. And I am going to train. I will eat conies every damn day. So I'm ready to go because there's no way I'm losing to Canadian Jake Lisko in a Skyline Chili Coney eating contest. (laughs) All right. Well, Joe wants to keep the smack talk going. Our next question from Joe Goodberry is, can you give a scouting report on your co-host? So I'll go first here and I'm going to I'm going to try to use some NFL scout lingo for you. So I'm looking at James as a. as a running back linebacker prospect. And and this was a question that we had a couple of weeks ago in the mailbag when we were split, somebody asked what position we thought the other person would play if they were a football player. And, and from your size profile, you know, you're not very tall, right? I don't remember your height, but I remember seeing that you're like significantly shorter than Tony Pike and you're in your five, what five, nine, something like that. 
Yeah, I'm five nine. Tony Pike's giant. All right, yeah. he's like six six. Yeah, for sure. But like that just means you're not playing quarterback, right? Like you can't play Fair. quarterback at five nine in the NFL. You can't really play wide receiver. And I, I feel I'm like, like Kyler Murray, bro. Tyler Murray. Kyler. Murray. Kyler Murray. That makes a lot more sense. Um, Just kidding. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I see you as a running back, uh, linebacker type. I would say that you, to, to use NFL scouting lingo, lack ideal length and probably ideal bulk for any NFL position because uh, most NFL players are, are massive. Uh, good work ethic, though. Never complains. Always putting in the extra time going the extra mile to get it done and, and has the right mentality to, to succeed if he can overcome his physical limitations. Lunch pail guy is what you just called me. <laughs> yeah. So, so far you said he's a fat ass with a lunch pail. <laughs> I you keep, you keep saying fat. I just mean you're, you're just like, I know what you're, you you're dense, it's just, like muscle hamster. It, it's funny. Um, no, I mean, honestly, my measurables are pretty similar to Puka Williams, There you go. which, which, uh, and, and I don't know speed. about like, I don't know about arm length speed. Yeah, I'm way faster. No, uh, besides <laughs> speed. Um, but I could out bench him right now. I know that for a fact. I, I pulled up his, I think he benched like four. Like I'll do that blindfolded beating conies. Great. Um, I'm serious about that, by the way. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think that's fair. I, I would get clobbered in the NFL. Your, your, your scouting die. report. Mm, it's scary. Uh, scary. I'm you, terrified. I think you would be. I think you're like Jake Kumaro. Sure. You're a receiver. You're tall. You probably have long arms. You're lean. What I have to get you on the built bar plan and the skyline plan, you'd have to gain some weight. Cause I think I'm heavier than you, oh, yeah. which is kind of crazy. Cause I'm five, nine. How tall are you? Six, two, six, three. No, I'm not that tall. You're, you're oh. being very generous with my height. I'm more corner six, height, like right around six. Oh yeah. You're, I still don't think you're a corner. I think you're a receiver. Six foot can get it done. Jamar chase is six foot. You're, you're both of your calves are like half of his ankle, but <laughs> what, that's part of the scattering report. I think you have good hands. Do you have good hands? I, I did once upon a time. I don't yeah. know if I do anymore. I don't have like, I, I would probably have drop issues cause I don't have giant hands. I, yeah, that would be my issue too. Honestly, I have small hands, but I think uh, by NFL standards, I mean, Lord, um, I think you would be this fundamentally sound. God, we're using all these these terms that are yeah. used in the draft to describe white guys. Uh, this fundamentally sound, <laughs> solid route runner, you know, that that's going to make some plays. I mean, literally, I think you're long hair away from being Jake Kumro. Long hair and contacts away. Maybe you have to shave. He, I think he had a beard at once upon a time, though. Yeah, I'm never shaving, so that's in the way. I have had long hair. That's a thing that has been a thing in my history. I've had hair down to about my mid-back, so I could do that again if I had to. And uh, the the route, I would have to use my intelligence, right? Like I would be like, yeah, he's smart. We'll see if he can overcome. Just like you, I got to overcome my physical limitations with uh, some other aspect of my game. Let's let's move on. Uh, the next question is about me sounding like Josh Hader. This is from Kodiak Horton. Is this, I have two questions, James. One, is this true? Do I sound like John Hader? And two, is, is this an insult, do you think? Or, or an observation from Kodiak Horton? Oh, I think it's a little bit of both. Not, not necessarily an insult, but kind of a joke. By yeah. the way, John Hader, just looked him up, 6'1". Um, so there you go. You guys are about the same height. All right. I think you, 
you may, might sound a little bit like him. I think it's more of a tone thing than an actual voice thing. You, you kind of sound like Napoleon Dynamite sometimes, oh, no. dude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> why Why do I do a podcast? Somebody fire me. I'm just kidding. Uh, a little bit, though. I could see it. I think it's, again, style-wise. Like, the, John Hader, everybody has a podcast. So, Hader probably does have a podcast. <laughs> and uh, I, I bet that if, if we compared the two, it would be semi-close. So, I get that. And I don't think you should be offended by it because John Hader is uh, – well, let's just say he could buy out all of Section 152 on Thursday night, September 30th, which uh, you will be at along with everybody else for the Bengals-Jags game. I think we're in 154. But okay. 154. That aside, he, he could buy the entire section. Uh, let's answer some more questions, James. We have some questions actually about football and some other questions that are less about football, but we're having fun today. We'll get back into it coming up next. There's nothing worse than having unreliable transportation, and that is why you should use Rock Auto. They've been in the business for more than two decades, and at rockauto.com, you get auto parts for less. It could be something as small as windshield wiper fluid or a car filter, or maybe you need a fuel pump or something more serious. Regardless of what it is, rockauto.com is going to have it, whether you drive a Honda, a Hyundai, a Mercedes-Benz, a Bentley, they got you covered in one spot and you don't have to go to the big box store to watch Earl type in the make and model of your vehicle. You can do it from the comfort of your own home and all parts are delivered right to your door. So go there now, save time, save money with rockauto.com. When you go there and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you're checking out, make sure you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. I'm running out of Built Bars, James, and I'm going to soon have to go over to BuiltBar.com, peruse their nine delicious flavors, see what limited time flavors they have on offer. Or if I don't like that as much as I like coconut almond, I might just buy some coconut almond Built Bars. Maybe I'll be feeling minty. Go for your old favorite, the Mint Brownie Built Bar. They've got all sorts of great flavors. You'll find something you love. And if you can't make a decision, you can always get a mix box. You'll get two of each of those nine flavors. Most of them have about 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, four grams of sugar. So not only are they incredibly tasty, they're healthy too. So go check it out right now at BuiltBar.com. Put your order in, get that raspberry or that mint brownie or whatever you want. And use promo code LOCKED15. You'll save 15% on your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's keep things rolling with the weekend mailbag, Jake, and dive into some actual Bengals questions. Zach Yeager asks, in 2020, COVID muted our fan attendance greatly. Prior to that, it was not great at the end of the Andy Dalton era. Do you think fan engagement and attendance will be up this year? I want to say yes. I feel like there's Joe Burrow hype. I feel like this media push and game day experience push will make a difference. I feel like I've seen plenty of folks on social media that have bought in with the jersey change and all this stuff that Bengal Social and PR is doing, saying they've bought season tickets. So I would like to think that yes, with the withdrawal from football last year, from the deprivation back to the excitement they've built this year, if they don't bounce back significantly with their attendance numbers, 
I really wonder what it would take. I, I feel like things are trending in the right direction, but you know, late in the season, if things don't go well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, it's going to maybe start with excitement, but at some point it will take wins to put butts in seats. Next question comes from I Ben Nicholas on Twitter at N Schneiders. He saw Joe Goodberry's tweet about the Bengals fan event for the Jaguars game. Wants to know if we will be there and uh, how drunk, <laughs> how drunk <laughs> will be James. What do you think? I think that, uh, yes, Jake Lisko is going to be hammered on Thursday night. No, I, yes. I, I, yeah, I don't think so. And, and I'll be at the game. I won't have any alcohol in my system on Thursday because I'll be working. That being said, afterwards, which will be post midnight and after we record our post game reaction, of course, here on Locked on Bengals, I'd be happy to maybe meet up with you guys or some listeners and, and have a drink or two. But I think the big night at least the night that uh, I'm going to be pushing for, and, and we're going to get the details of our Locked On Bengals listener event. But it's that Wednesday night. That's the one that you know the the hay will be in the barn, so to speak, as far as pregame coverage on my end. And we'll uh, I think be able to let loose a little bit, and uh, who knows, maybe throw back a couple cheese conies, a couple of bourbons, maybe a beer or two. Yeah. So I guess what this is going to have to look like is I have to figure out when I'm going to get to Cincinnati, and. Then, yeah, I think Wednesday night will be the night. I've talked to Joe about this. Joe prefers Wednesday night. He thinks he'll get in Wednesday afternoon. They're driving down from Buffalo, and Joe is going to be a part of it. You know, Locked On Bengals alum. So he'll be there too. And, yeah, we're, we're going to figure it out. We're going to get the details for you. And if there are major festivities, it will definitely be on Wednesday night. But I will be part of that fan section on Thursday. I've also got a link out there, so... That's on my timeline. I'll, I'll tweet it again a couple times between now and then. But what they've done is uh, Yaz, Joe, myself, Ace, Malik, and Zim are all in the same section. We've all got links out there for you. Uh, James, I think you put a link up for allbengals.com that, that will send people our direction as well. And so if you're interested in sitting with us and hanging out at the game, they, they put us in an end zone section, 154, I believe, and we'll, we'll all hang out and watch some Bengals football together, and that'll be fun. Our next question comes from B. Hayes at Brendan Hayes on Twitter. He would like to know what aspects of Zach Taylor's coaching style give you hope for his future in Cincinnati and what aspects are a little concerning on the other side. But I think we've talked about some of the concerns, maybe not specifically about his style, but... I would like James here to focus on the strengths and some of those stylistic things that you think could transform into major positives and Zach Taylor finding a foothold. Positive Jake. I like it. I like this. I'm digging this. Well, it starts with nine. Joe Burrow's a Zach Taylor believer, a Zach Taylor defender, and someone who thinks that Zach Taylor is going to be a really, really good coach. And he said it multiple times. And when you have someone like Joe that says that, that should really not just give belief in the at least some belief in the fan base, despite six twenty five and one, um, but belief throughout that locker room, and that's where it really matters, right? And th that's the thing is, it does feel like that these young guys are, have bought in. Now, will that result in wins? I'm not sure, but that to me, when I see this picture or this path to wins for Zach Taylor in year three after a couple of awful seasons. That's where I start, and, and that's 
something that uh, cannot be understated because, again, if he's going to be successful, he needs these guys bought in. And the quarterback is. A lot of the young stars seem to be. So that's probably the the number one thing. But I think he's flashed some offensively, right? Some of the stuff he did with Joe Burrow. And, and, and I think that's kind of the key here is coaching staff-wise. Well, we don't really question Taylor or Callahan too much from a play standpoint, a scheme standpoint. The issue was Jim Turner last year, right? That was a big issue. And then defensively. So those are the two things when you look at this staff. Will the offensive line hold up? Can Taylor take another step as a head coach? And how will Luana Rumo's defense look? So there's a lot of questions on the coaching staff along with Zach Taylor, but there's some reason to be positive going into year three as well. Yeah, I'd say some of the strengths, specifically some of the things you didn't mention that really stand out. He seems to be a real players coach at this point. I mean, he did have some issues with some veterans last year. You see that from time to time, but it seems like now he's got a bunch of guys that are really and well and truly bought in. It seems like he does a good job with connecting to this next generation of NFL player. And I think that that does count for something. I also generally think he does a pretty good job with go for it decisions. For the, for the most part, I think they were pretty good in that area. I think that they're pretty open to analytics and, and some of the guidance that comes from some of the new data that's available to them. And I think that then on the other side, sometimes I, I do wonder about the situational play calling. I think clock management could be a little bit better. And and the big thing is loyalty to some of these coaches. I, I, I worry often that his relationships with some of these guys that he's brought in to coach around him. And we saw it with Turner most notably, and we continue to see it. And we questioned it in the off season with Luana Rumo. I, I just sometimes think that that will ultimately be what we look back on and see as his downfall. James, you mentioned the tight knit nature of this locker room and that ties in really well to our last question from Natasha Bannister at T Bannister 808 on Twitter. And the question is listening to coaches and players on the flying coach podcast. It seems clear that closeness among players and early offseason efforts make a huge impact with that in mind. Could the Bengals be, good this year are they are they doing what really matters with building a tight-knit locker room i think so and in the key to it and and it's a good question because look it's easy to sing kumbaya in may in june when you you know it's oh everybody show up for otas yay we're not hitting anybody oh mini can't we one day and then we get to go home vacation time it's real easy to be together then but what happens when you're down week one, 14 to nothing, and Burrow's just throwing two picks? Then what happens? And I'm not trying to say, oh my gosh, what are you doing, James? That they're going to lose by a ton in week one. But there's going to be some adversity. And I think the key to all of that is early season success, is going up 14 nothing against the Vikings week one, not the other way, is having a winning record three or four games into the year. I mean, Zach Taylor's never had a winning record. Never. And just building a little momentum, that'll help when adversity strikes again because it's going to happen. It's a young team. It's a team with some question marks. They're not going to be perfect. They're not going to go 17-0. But can they be good? They can. I think for them, more than anybody, maybe more than any team in the league, a, a quick start to the season 
is extremely important. If you're 0-3 going into that Week 4 matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's brutal. That would be brutal. And uh, I hope that is not the case, obviously. And uh, getting off to a strong start, if they do, that's certainly a winnable game on Thursday night. And you could be a month into the season at 3-1 and one or something. And that's that, that would be uh, ideal when you talk about going in the right direction. I think their history of, of just being unable to string together wins with Zach Taylor as the head coach makes that pretty true. If they get off to a similar start, I mean, if they're two and two or, or two and one, I mean, win, win at least one of the games, right? If you win two of the games, you're probably feeling pretty good. If you're 0 and three, you're probably the embodiment of that meme. Oh shit, here we go again, right? You, you don't want to start the season that way again with Zach Taylor. And so I think that you make a really good point there about getting off to a good start. We'll see how important that closeness is. I, I do think that it matters but it's really hard to quantify. I think that it matters insofar as like guys will have each other's backs. They will maintain their motivation because they're playing for each other as well. And I do think that's important, but we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out in short order how much some of those things matter. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Bengals podcast. If we didn't answer your question, never fear. You might have an opportunity to come on and talk with us directly next week, next Thursday evening. Make sure you stay tuned for more details about how to get in on that. It will involve leaving an iTunes review with your Twitter handle as part of it. That will be one of the ways that you can get your name thrown in the hat to come on the episode. And if we didn't answer your question, we might just make a whole segment out of it sometimes next week if it's a bigger conversation topic. Until next time, Bengals fans, we're back on Sunday we're talking to Lance McAllister, who day, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.